Welcome to another edition of Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. Our guest, Andy Minio. We ain't in a dark world, how they gonna know? If we don't put his glory on display and let it show. So let there be light, let there be light, let there be light, let there be light. Uh, I was in the dark, yeah. like the basement. My heart used to love sin, then he changed it. Look, look, look what grace did. Couldn't live without her, got no strength on my own. Yo, I'm living solar power, getting bright lit. This ain't no light switch, I can't turn it on and off. Lord, come ignite this. I want to be that flame in the dark when no light is. While I'm in this frame, I show them who the Christ is. When they see my deeds, deeds. I'm just being me. I hope that they see in you every time they see in me. Treating others the same way that I would want them treating me. <laughs> yeah, we say it all the time, but that ain't done so easily. So Jesus, give me your heart. Mine is deceitful. Then give me your eyes. I want to see people. Same way that you see them, because you all that they need. It's like I'm Peter, though I'm falling. You're still calling me to be the man. In a dark world, how they gonna know? If we don't put his glory on display and let it show. So let there be light, let there be light, let there be light, let there be light. It's DSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis. Glad to have you back with us for what promises to be another informative and blessed show. At least that's what we're trusting the Lord for. His promises are yea and amen. So we're just believing it by faith. Our guest had a cameo appearance on MWM by way of his music. He is a dedicated Christian rapper with a heart for God and a passion to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ through beats and rhymes. Formerly the Urban Performing Arts Ministry Truce, Andy Minio. Andy, great to have you on Music with a Mission. Yeah, thank you for having me. Good to see you again, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. And riding shotgun with us, a good friend and brother to Times Square Church and TSC Music, Andy's manager. David Ham, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> What's up, Derek? How you doing, man? <laughs> Good. Good to see you again. Good to see you too, brother. Andy, as I mentioned, uh, you had a cameo on MWM about a year or so ago. Uh, we got an idea of what you were about through your music. But we're all excited in the studio now because oh. we now get a chance to dig deep and really know you. You ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, mm-hmm. all right. First off, has it always been rap for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Uh, well, I got my first rap CD from my brother for a Christmas gift, and uh, from then on out, it was that was it. I was in love with it, uh, and I had um, you know I was just kind of intrigued by the culture. Um, me and my good buddy Ryan, we uh, we started by breakdancing. <laughs> we were we were so young that we didn't have enough money to buy the full album, so we uh, bought the CD singles. Okay, you know how that goes. Yeah, and so I on remember. the CD singles, you have the song. The dirty version, the clean version, and then the instrumental. Yeah. And I remember we would just break dance, and when we got dead tired and were laid out on the cardboard, the instrumental would come on. Right, right. And we would just pen stuff on the cardboard. So, so when did the ministry part of rap happen for you? Well, um, it's a good. I mean, that's a good question. I think some people view music ministry or like gospel music as an industry, as opposed to a. Uh, I don't know. I guess a. Uh, a lifestyle or or an extension of who they are as a person. How do you view it? Uh I think I think the latter, which is just an extension of who I am as as an as a person, as an artist. Uh the, the gospel's deeply changed my heart and therefore that's that's what comes out in the music. Okay. So what the, when I would say the ministry part happened with music is one really 
I was changed, you know. Um, and when and was that? I grew. So I guess I would say I started in college. Okay. I started in college when really I started to walk with the Lord. And, you know, I think the scriptures tell us clearly, like, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so as my heart was being changed, the things that I valued started to change, and that's when the music started to change. Too. Understood. So. Uh, you were with Truce, Nikki Cruz Outreach. Yeah, in college. Right oh, that, that was that was yeah, in college during that college time. is when I uh, I came in, and that's when I met Dave, who really got to help disciple me. And that's the first time I ever had community that really helped me grow um, in my relationship with God and got to see what it looked like. You know, I, got, I always heard about it. I always saw older people walking it out, uh, but never really knew what it would look like to be a young urban dude in the culture and to love Jesus and pursue him in the midst of all that stuff. And being in truce was one of the avenues where I got to really see that. I got to go every Saturday to meet people who loved Jesus, who had baggy pants and twisted hats on, <laughs> and uh, get discipled by some of those guys. Sure, so. sure. What makes your music so different from other Christian hip-hop ministries? Well, I think you have various lanes in Christian hip-hop, right? So you have, I think you have the the Bible scholar rap, right? Okay. So these are the people who want to say, uh, stuff that if you didn't go to seminary, you probably wouldn't understand. Understood. You know? <laughs> Understood, yeah. So there's some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some some more like, I think I'm somewhere in the middle, everyday kind of practical theology, like talking about life and music, uh, life and music and Jesus, how they those things all kind of merge. I'm somewhere in the middle. And then you have people who are kind of more abstract mm-hmm. or believers in Jesus who love Jesus, who are on mission with him but want to make sure that they can get into circles and into avenues uh, that by explicitly proclaiming that they're Christians wouldn't be able to get into. So so those are some of the guys like the breaks or other people who get into nightclubs to perform with people with nobody, no Christians around, Hmm. you know? Um, And uh, uh, they get to go and be a light in some of those areas. So there's different missions of, of different artists. And I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I talk a lot about, my personal life, my personal struggles, and I make myself really vulnerable on my records because I want people to see uh, that I am. The only thing that separates me from another individual is that I've seen the grace of Jesus and believed on it, right? Yeah. Grace is the only thing that separates us. And uh, so I talk a lot about my personal life on my records, and I think that's what kind of separates me from most. What about uh, outreach and going into secular clubs? Do you do that? Do you go into secular clubs? Um. I try to as much as I can. I mean, really? those opportunities don't come very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it's kind of a touchy topic for some people. I would say I would say to use wisdom when navigating that stuff, mm-hmm. right? So I wouldn't say, oh, you know, I, uh, I just got saved, right? I've been walking with Jesus three months. I think I'm going to go back right into the same areas I came out of and right. try to influence them. You know, I tried that as a young believer. And How that The truth out? was I was more influenced than being an influencer. Yeah, yeah. So I think when you do those things with wisdom, you get a team together, you go into areas where the light of the gospel is not being shined, mm-hmm. it can bear much fruit, but it has to be done with wisdom. And I think I'm in a place now where, uh, you know, I'm able to bring the right guys around me to go and do it wisely. Your um, name, you've so. always been known as Andy C. Light Minio, but recently you decided to drop your moniker, your AKA, also yeah. known as C. Light, for your God-given name. Yeah. Why'd you do that? Well, it's funny. Um... So C Light, right? Yeah. Growing up, that was just a funny nickname that I I had. So it has no It has no meaning? spiritual meaning, I, right? So when everybody <laughs> I this still is what's thought hilarious. it did. I still thought like <laughs> see the light. I this mean. is exactly why I changed it because everybody sees it and they go, Oh, see the light. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Like and I'm like, no, it's not even what it meant. Okay. And I feel like 
Christian rap, especially, already has the stigma of being cheesy. Okay, uh-huh. so immediately it's like, oh, you're a rapper, you're a Christian, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then so if I give them any more room to to add to the cheesiness, which is through names like C Light, which people think is 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 some deep spiritual meaning, Christ Light, Christian Light. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, exactly, no, exactly. I'm like, oh no. So I just use my God given it. I'm, I never really liked the name. It just was. It kind of stuck around. And I was one of the guys who said. I'm not going to go give myself my own rap name, right? right? Like, I just right. always thought that was cheesy. Like, I'm the wordsmith. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. like? I always wanted whatever rap name I had. <laughs> Look, wait, there's a, there's a twinkle in the manager's <laughs> eye over there. Watch out. Like, I always wanted whatever people would call me to be what organically happened. And there's nothing know? wrong with your regular name, man. No, I mean, I'm, I'm always called Minio. Minio oh, is what people call me. So nice. I just said Andy Minio because I know that might be, Andy might be a little easier than Minio. You got to hear some of the names I get from Minio. Maneener Niner, <laughs> Maneo, my new. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I'll try to make life a little easier for people. Understood. Like you know, hip hop as a genre has been around for about what, 40 years? Uh, Christian hip hop, about half that time, maybe a little more. Clearly, the longevity of the genre speaks to its impact. But when it comes to Christian hip hop, does longevity equate with effectiveness? Um,. Does longevity of the art form, Christian yeah. hip-hop, yeah. equate with its effectiveness? I, I would say that over time, right, the Christian the Christian hip-hop artist has evolved, right? I would say that we've been increasingly getting better. Now, what happens is uh, – so let's just do the, the facts, right? Christians in our country is about 2%, right? Mm-hmm. Some absurdly low number. No. Out of that 2%, you have some percentage of rappers. Out of that percentage, you have a percentage of good ones, <laughs> right? So then it's like the numbers keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Right. When it comes to just rap as a as a f- art form in general, there's so many people who aren't Christians who are talented, right? Mm-hmm. Who are who are good at the art form, and and so you just you've always seen better stuff. Uh, I mean. I think more creative excellence coming out of the the secular world just because out of sheer um, sheer numbers. So what are you saying? Andy? What I'm saying is, is, is Christian hip hop effective or not? I think that it is very effective. Okay, I would just say that uh, it's been slowly growing and evolving and becoming more effective as there's been a, a, a resurgence of people loving and following Jesus and growing in their art forms. So, Given the percentage that you just mentioned, do yeah. you ever feel that your music ministry effort is not exactly embraced by a segment of the Christian community? Uh, yeah. How does obviously. that make you feel? Um, well, I I came up in an era that was a little past, uh, past the era of uh, completely abrasive kind of uh, interaction with the culture. So, mm-hmm. And Dave would tell you when he started doing hip-hop ministry, when he first moved to New York City, there was a lot of upheaval. There was a lot of don't bring that stuff here. This is of the devil, right? Yeah. Um, but I think I came in a generation that was a little bit beyond that. So there's a little more acceptance. There was a little more, uh, okay, we've, we've kind of seen the effect in this. Okay, my son or daughter listens to this, and you're injecting Jesus into it. This could be useful, beneficial. So um, you still definitely see it. And, and to a small degree, but I don't see it as much as some of the guys before me had to. Uh-huh.
Feel the pressure, new semester. Everybody's getting fly, gotta dress up. And parents pay a lot of money, they expect you to make a lot of money. So you don't wanna mess up. Now you're stressed, huh? Try your best, but why it never seems enough to impress them? And you just wanna hear him say good job instead of get a good job. So tell me, where is your rest, huh? And parents feel the strain too, cause they named you. And they got the responsibilities to raise you. If you turn out like a demon instead of an angel, then they be catching the blame for bringing the family shame. When kids have kids, they run and abandon. Others stick around, model broken examples. Clean ones, nobody's hands is. And sometimes this life's got more questions than answers. I feel the pressure, yeah. Coming from every side, I feel the pressure, yeah. Knocked out, but I'm still alive. But I feel the pressure, Where do I run to when I feel the pressure, 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 pressure? Love, you ever feel like you're wandering? No aims, no accomplishments. Life's passing by, gotta make something. TSC Music Radio's music with a mission from the CD, formerly known Andy Minio and the song Pressure. Let me tell you something, this CD is indeed hot for the Lord. Good job, Andy. Anybody ever referred to you as the Christian Eminem? Yes. How does that make you feel? Daily. I would just like to send this message out to anyone who's listening. No artist ever likes to be the Christian version of anything. Okay. okay? okay. That, let me just give you that. Like, yeah. It's not a compliment. It's okay. kind of like, oh, great, you're a duplicate of somebody. Right. That's, so as flattering as it might seem, it's really not. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. Understood. Uh, so, But I, I get called that, obviously, just because I'm white. So Right. Who are your musical influences then? Oh man, it's funny because I uh I came up in like a underground hip hop battle rap scene. Right. And then the first thing that I put out that people know me by is like this pop light singing record with Lecrae <laughs> on the background. Yeah, yeah. So it's hilarious that my my influences range from all over the place. I love um I always loved Timberland. Um Timberland I thought he always had incredible production and and uh, Michael Jackson, um, I always loved battle MCs. I loved, uh, well, some guys I probably wouldn't want to say on this show to have other people go and look them up. Right. No, I understand. <laughs> but I understand. plenty of battle, plenty of battle rappers. Well, let's um, switch gears so. then. How about your spiritual influences? Spiritual influences. Um, well, I would say a lot of a lot of my theology has been shaped by some of the real like. The, the teachers that I've I've been tuning into for the past few years, especially when I came to college and really started growing in my relationship like with who? God, I would say like the Mark Driscolls, uh, the Matt Chandlers, the John Pipers, uh, you know Eric Mason. A lot of Reformed theology uh, has really helped. Why that route? Me. Why that route? Yeah. Um, I just see it. Uh, th- their aim really is just to be as biblical as possible. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think I came up in an era where there was a lot of traditions without much biblical basis. Mm-hmm. And so finally running into uh, guys who were trying to clearly communicate the Bible and all that it's teaching in context was so refreshing for me. And so the the word reformed, I think, immediately are, people just say Calvinist, right? That's, right, that's right. kind of the association. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that reform just means if you're – if you're a Christian, you should always be reforming. Mm. I don't I don't care who you are, what you mm. are. You should always be reforming or asking yourself, Jesus, how am I living? Am I living in a way that's most biblical? Am I living in a way that's most honoring to you and enjoying you and pursuing you? Um, 
So that, that I think that's all that the Reformation means is we've been reforming our view on what Scripture says and trying to be as biblical as possible, as obedient as possible, as as faithful as possible. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Nice, Andy. Yeah. You know, time flies when there's good conversation and great music the same. We'll uh, take a quick break right here. When we return, we'll get more of Andy's views, any of his ministry's news. His manager, David Hamm, is in the house. We'll have a word with him. And more Vertical Jams with Andy Minio when Music with a Mission continues. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God is good. His power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your answer. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. In New York City, there are tens if not hundreds of thousands of people who feel that prayer should be and is a vital part of our community. On September 2009 in Times Square, 50,000 people gathered to pray as a testimony to this fact alone. Now since that time, 110 churches have contacted nycprayer.org to let us know that they have an active and an ongoing prayer meeting. The good news for you is that you don't have to face your struggle alone. There are many people in this city who are just waiting to pray with you and to help you until you get through and get the answer to whatever the problem is that you are facing. It is wise to turn to God and to ask Him for the strength that only He can give. Of all times, today is a time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. That's nycprayer.org. to be glorified through it hope they don't confuse it being a rapper's cool but talking about the truth do nothing till you pursue it want to know the fast track to look stupid talk about obedience to never go do it lord i'm a hypocrite and i'm sick of it i need your spirit to come help me live different got a certificate graduated college learned a lot of stuff that don't mean i got knowledge nah that's the fairy you in me I'm so fallen, but you to parachute with me. Yeah. I hear your voice, but not always listen. I don't wanna live this way, no. I hear your voice, but not always listen. MWM, Music with a Mission, back with a new song for a new project. Every word from the CD formerly known by our guest, Andy Minio. This is a great piece of ministry work, Andy. Great 
Great stuff. Where can folks pick this up? I mean, is there a website, iTunes, et cetera? Yeah. Uh, if you go to formerlyknown.me, okay. uh, you can see all the music videos and download the record there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually put it out totally for free, um, this first album. I put it out for free. I just really want people to get acquainted with who I was. And mm-hmm. and I really put um, effort into this record like it was an album, okay. not just kind of like something I throw away or give away for free. I really wanted to bless sure. people. But if you if you uh, really do like it, you can donate. You know, there's an option to give. And then there's it'll also probably by the time this airs, it'll be up on iTunes. So we're releasing it late to iTunes because people discover music through there. So. But you have other music as well besides this CD. Can folks get a hold of that in the same places? Or? Yeah, go to iTunes and, mm-hmm. and type in Andy Minio. Okay. Uh, in My City will pop up, the single that we did last year. Yeah, that was hot. Yeah, oh. so that'll be there too. In My City. Love your lyrics, man. Listening to your music kind of sinks in like reading a good godly book or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read a lot. Yeah, well, <laughs> so well if you read a lot, you like this, man. Speaking of a good godly book and good reading, our own Pastor Carter has a new book that's flying off the shelves. It's entitled The 180 Degree Christian, Serving Jesus. Jesus in a Culture of Excess. The book is based on the Corinthian Problem, a series of 12 sermons preached by pastor. The 180-degree Christian is available in Christian bookstores. And just so you know, Pastor Carter isn't making a dime off of this book. He's declined royalties. Unheard of, right? Well, there's a reason. All monies payable will be designated to Times Square Church towards a fund for the alleviation of human suffering. Good reason, right? Anyone wishing to give a donation to the fund may purchase the book for the list price of $19.99. $9.99 will be donated to the fund. MWM here with Andy Minio, who's donating his God-given gift to Gab to reach those with a willing heart with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Andy, is your ministry solely music, or do you do other things for the Lord? Uh, yeah, I mean... God's created opportunities for me to be able to make music full time and make that how I pay my bills and and live and uh so just really a, a blessing to be able to do that but uh in addition to that I've um also just recently planted a church with my uh good buddy and friend who was a part of Truce the the ministry I started in with Dave here uh his name's Rich Perez we started a church in Washington Heights Dykeman Nice. In Wood area, and it's called Christ Crucified Fellowship. Okay. They're, uh, we're on ChristCrucifiedNYC.org. Our mission is to know Jesus and his gospel, mm-hmm. enjoy Jesus and his gospel, mm-hmm. and live out the mission of Jesus and his gospel in this world. And uh, we're getting to do that in a young, urban context and uh, really just see the Lord glorified where we are and, nice. and reaching people that, uh, you know. What's your philosophy as it pertains to hip-hop ministry. Uh, in other words, are there any particular rules of thumb you adhere to given the stigma of the genre that we talked about earlier? Um, well, let me first say like hip hop, especially Christian hip hop gets written off um, a lot of times by people because they believe that the culture in and of itself is sinful. That's my but point. That's, but that's not true. And it's, it's the same thing with, um, with anything. With anything, it's not the it's not the culture in and of itself that's wicked. It's the hearts of people that are in the cultures that are wicked and need radical reformation, transformation by Jesus. So you start to see the the hearts of those people inside the culture change. You start to see the expressions of the culture change. Understood. And so, um, rap as an art form is not evil. What's coming out of the hearts of people in their raps is what's wicked. So what you rules? See what I'm saying? So I would say. So what do you adhere to that would keep people on track to know what's coming out of your heart is coming from God? Um, 
Well, I, first, I think it, it it's not there's not a, there's no rules okay. to being right about this thing. Mm-hmm. The the rules I guess would say are love Jesus and enjoy Him with or without the art form, and then just let the art form be an expression of what's already happening. So I'm not gonna you know a lot of guys come up to me, how can I be a good Christian rapper? And I'm mm-hmm. like, just be a Christian. <laughs> And the rap Be a will good just crash, come Christian, yeah. <laughs> and if you like rap, it'll come out. That's sure. it. I'm not going to give you, hey, rap about these things, and you'll be a good Christian. I'm, you'd be a puppet right? then. I'd be telling you what's a rap about, and mm-hmm. then that's alleviating – or that's totally dismissive of what the art of hip-hop or rap is, which mm-hmm. is self-expression. Understood. So you have to know yourself mm-hmm. and then express yourself. And if you know Jesus and you're enjoying him, it's going to come out. So, um, But I would say authenticity is it would be the – the overarching theme there. Okay. I see guys pop up and they're just rapping Bible verses because right. they went to church for three weeks right. and they heard some Christian rap and so they want to do it and they're cutting the devil in half and yeah. <laughs> saying all kinds of ridiculous stuff. And I'm like, where, where is your foundation for this? It's yeah. absurd. So authenticity, know Jesus, enjoy him. Let, let rap happen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, those, those are actually good rules of thumb. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I assume when you minister and you go out on outreach, it's not just music. I mean, I'm sure folks come up to you wanting to talk to you, wanting to glean. Uh, what appears to be the biggest need amongst the people you minister to? What are young adults dealing with out there? Oh, young adults in my age bracket specifically are dealing with identity issues. And a lot of that stems from fatherless homes. Um, they're dealing with they don't know who they are as people. Uh, because they have a culture around them telling them what they should be, uh, and um, they're getting their cues from a culture that doesn't know Jesus. Mm. So um, they're not understanding their worth or their value that they've been made in God's image, and Mm -hmm. they've been made to enjoy Him Mm -hmm. or glorify God by enjoying Him forever. They don't know that. And so they think, okay, my identity or what my worth and what my value is, is, it's found in what the culture tells me is valuable. A romantic relationship or I look at I turn on TV or turn on the radio or turn on you know my computer look at my phone and I see rappers telling me what manhood should be mm-hmm. I see a lot of men who don't know what being a man is yeah. they believe that manhood is one of the three B's you you're great on the ball field mm-hmm. you're great in the bedroom you get all kinds of girls or you you're great with your bread fold you have tons of money mm-hmm. this is what our culture promotes is manhood which mm-hmm. is not what the Bible promotes sure. so there's there's mixed identities happening all over the place and and uh i think my my generation is longing for truth they want they want to know who their father is they want to know who you know who to follow they want to know um what their worth is who they are and so i I deal with that a lot i deal with a lot of young broken people who who have believed the lies uh that this generation has fed them Took a look at your Facebook page and uh, many other sites where your name pops up. If you type in Andy Minio on Google and other search engines, you'll find tons of stuff about him as well as his music. Took a look at your Facebook page, saw your entire life story there, which was different for Facebook. Uh, Most only tell what they want you to know on that social networking avenue. They rarely lay it all out there. But for the benefit of our listeners, why don't you give us your testimony? I mean, I read it, but... Yeah, we'd like to hear it. You know, the, you get the testimony story from people, and they'd be like, oh, "I'll make it brief." So I was born a baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, born in so, a log cabin in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now let me make it brief. I guess I, I grew up in a single fa- uh, parent home. Yeah. My mom, she is a Christian. Um, 
you know, she had me a lot later in life. So I always had older brothers, way older brothers, way older sisters. So it's kind of a uh, <clears throat> uh, kind of a bit lonely growing up. But my um, my mom worked the night shift in order to provide for us uh, as a nurse, and so. Uh, she tried as best as she could to be around for us, but I just I lacked. I was what I talked about a little earlier. I was one of the kids who was grew up without a father, mm. uh, and so um, I had a lot of anger issues. I had a lot of physical aggression issues. Uh, I had a terrible mouth, and uh, that got me kicked out of school. That got me kicked out of school about fifth grade. Uh, I was expelled and sent into behavior modification schools uh, for two years, uh, and. Um, uh, in the summer of seventh grade, I got to actually go away with my sister. My sister was teaching at a at a Christian camp. It's actually called Camp Josiah, and I know Times Square Church actually has some kind of ties with it in, in some in some way. They've gone up there and painted before and mm-hmm, helped out. So mm-hmm. it's so funny. I found that out years later. Okay, but uh, everything I, comes full circle, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, my sister went there to serve as a counselor. And my mom was like, "Take him with you for the summer, please." <laughs> right. So I get away. And uh, there, for the first time, I hear the gospel clearly. I hear the gospel clearly. I have men come and invest in me, in my life. And uh, I'm given the opportunity to accept and follow Jesus. And and I had a real experience there. I mean, I remember coming to a prayer session one night and literally brought to my knees, mm-hmm. literally feeling the presence of God fill me and, and wiping me out, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I knew that God had begun to change my heart because I came home with a love in my heart for people that I'd hated my whole life. Mm. I came home with new desires to want to honor God and please him mm-hmm. and pursue him and not to not to just exclusively live for myself but live for something greater than myself. I knew something had happened. But what, what, what happened when I came home was I came home to no community. Mm. I came home to no home church. I came home to... Uh, no Bible study, not knowing how to read my Bible, not having any mentors, no men of God to turn to, nothing. Mm-hmm. I really lacked community. So I was just kind of riding my spiritual high when I came back uh, right into the ground over the next few years. I uh, went to high school and with the, the trials and temptations and sin availability that comes as being a young man growing I, I honestly think 17 is the dumbest age possible. I think. <laughs> Why do you say that? I think you're you're just coming into being an adult. Okay, I understand. You're mm-hmm. just you're 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 still developing. Yeah, you're getting yeah. you're getting freedoms. Yeah. You're getting a car. You're getting different things, mm-hmm. and um, you know you just don't make the wisest decisions. So, uh, yeah, and I had you know I played I was a captain of my football team and had a recording studio. I was making music and mm-hmm. and making money, and so I just I kind of thought that I. I had it figured out when I came back home, and I was like, "This is what this is what it's about." And my relationship with Jesus slowly started to drift. I see. Uh, but uh, God in His grace, man. My first year of college, I moved down here to New York City from Syracuse, and uh, started going to school here. And that's when I finally, well, the Lord really started convicting me even more deeply about sin issues that I had not addressed. Mm. Uh, and so um, He broke me. You know, He broke me down and um, graciously, lovingly, as as I think uh, Hebrews tells us, right? If we weren't chastised, we wouldn't be, we'd be illegitimate children. He, so he broke me down because he loved me. Uh, and I, I came, I repented of my sin. Um, and, and that's when a, a great community of brothers formed around me. That was truce. Mm. How's your mom feel about what you're doing now? She loves it. I yeah. mean, uh, I wouldn't dare say her age on the air, but she's, <laughs> she's older, but loves loves hip-hop now yeah. it's so funny nice. you know she's uh she's my number one promoter 
You know, every time, every night at work, she goes, "You guys gotta see my son's music video," <laughs> right? And and my mom is just an awesome woman of God. She sure. loves Times Square Church is actually the church that she came to that she felt like when she came down to visit me in New York City, it really revived her relationship with God. That sparked something in her. She finally heard Jesus-centered preaching mm. oh, from yeah. Pastor Conlon. She just loves him, and uh, so she, if she knew she, I was on TSC. Right now, she would very, she'd be very much. Oh, we excited. gotta let her know. We'll let her know, Mom. I love you, <laughs> Franny. So, so you said you have brothers and sisters. Yeah. How yep. many? I have. Uh, well, I'm technically an only child, but I have, you know, three half brothers, yeah. two half sisters. Okay. So, looking for a wife? Yes, I am. Really? Yep. What's your criteria? I'm a single brother. He <laughs> uh, sounded well, so pitiful. I'm a single brother. <laughs> Um, What's your criteria? Criteria is obviously, I think the Bible is pretty clear on uh, kind of its only criteria, which is that she love God and be submissive. And I know that word submission is something we could get into. We could get into, but it really just means, you know, allowing a man to lead the household as Jesus leads the church and supporting him, Mm -hmm. enjoying him. Uh, So I think those are the two biblical requirements. Everything else is kind of preference. You know, so I, I I just really want a woman who loves God, who's willing to help serve in, in ministry and enjoy him. Sure. Obviously, when you go out to minister, you get a lot of female attention that's normally associated with lyricists as yourself. How do you handle that? Well, it's funny. People think that <clears throat> this is hilarious. People be like, hey, how's the groupie situation? Exactly. Like, groupie. You don't understand. I'm doing concerts most of the time in places where there's Christians coming out. And so... A normal quote unquote groupie would try to seduce you with, hey, let's go somewhere. Right, or right. these try to seduce you with how many Bible books they read, right? <laughs> so it'll be, hey, I'm reading John Piper right now, <laughs> right? And it's like, it's hilarious. So it's, uh, it's not as, you know, it's not like that. But okay. it is tough when you start to have a platform and yeah, have a place exactly. to perform. That's my point. You start to begin to wonder who's interacting with you for what reasons, exactly. you know? And yeah. so um, I guess, yeah, that'd be one thing that I would look for too in a wife would be, uh, would that, would that she, she would not be, I don't know, um, as concerned about the platform or attracted to me by a platform, mm-hmm. but attracted to godliness, attracted to leadership and ability to just love her well and lay my life down for her and, and those kind of things. So, Well, we'll continue to pray that Jesus be a fence around you every day. Okay. Amen. <laughs> and you leave a little hole for a wife. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. You know. You know, we love the way you flow. Uh, can you can you do a little freestyle for us to wrap up the show? Yeah, absolutely. Great. When we continue, Andy Minio live on Music with a Mission. Don't go anywhere. Attention junior high school students ages 12 to 14. Junior high ministry takes place every Sunday in room 316 at 10 a.m. Come worship God, get into his word, and let him take you to a higher level. And high school students, there's a small group especially for you in the education annex on the second floor at 4 p.m. Study God's word, build new friendships, and openly share and discuss life issues with your peers. For updates and details, visit our website, tscnyc.org. TSC, music radio, 
where God is. That's right. It is TSC Music Radio. It is Music with a Mission, and it is Andy Minio in studio with us. We are enjoying his heart on some issues. Good conversation. Great music. Sitting right next to him, good friend and brother, Times Square Church, David Ham, who is Andy's manager. I got to tell you something, guys. Twitter and Facebook and all the social networking avenues have just been blowing up. You got like, what, 18,000 people on Twitter, Andy? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, the questions are coming in left and right. Jess and Sheba have been real busy. And Jess, there's some questions out there for Andy? Yeah, we've got a lot of them here. Um, Mary Lassie asked, how does living in New York City shape your ministry and your mission? What do you love about NYC? What do you not love about it? Living, well, first of all, that's my sister. <laughs> my sister, Mary. <laughs> that's my sister. I love her. She lives in Chicago. Nice. Um, that's a good question. Um, I think living in New York City, how does it shape my mission? How does it shape your ministry and your mission? mission. Well, living in New York City is is incredible. I, I mean, I literally get to interact with people and cultures and worldviews and perspectives from all over the world, literally. And so it... The way it forms, shapes me a little bit is my interactions with people are so different on a day-to-day basis that I get to hear perspectives and thoughts and, mm-hmm. and difficulties with understanding scripture or, or who God is in so many ways. And what that does is it helps reform, reshapes the way that I think about approaching people, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, just being around such an unchurched culture really makes me sensitive to the people who don't know Jesus and makes me want to engage with them in respectful ways and ways that respect and honor their culture, but lovingly may disagree. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so I, I love that aspect of, of living here in New York city. And I think, um, what's the second part of the question? How does it, Oh, do you like it or not? Yeah. What do do you love about this? What do do I love about it? I love what I love about this city is that there's so much going on here. Right. Um, so, I love there's, that I can jump on a train and be in the middle of Times Square in 15 minutes yeah. from where I live yeah. and see, you know, kind of the capital of the world and interact with people from all over the place. Um, what I don't like about it is because it's so crowded, because there's so many people there, there's often this sense of get away from me, mm. right? I'm always uh, – it's always hard to engage people. In some contexts, it's harder to engage people because they don't know what your angle is coming up to them. You just try to give them something and they're like, no, get away from me. Mm-hmm. You're just a solicitor like everyone else that I've ran into. So sometimes it creates barriers. You know, you get on the train, people put on their headphones. Yeah. They look straight. They wear their glasses. You don't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. As soon as I go south, you know, me and Dave are stopping in a Chick-fil-A and we're talking with whoever. Right. Yeah. And you're just able to engage. There's no kind of back up, get away from me thing. So. It's the things I love and hate about New York. It's a what great else, city. Jess? Any other good, juicy oh, questions? Oh, we got a lot of good stuff. Um, several people asked uh, this question. What do you say about Christians listening to secular rap? Ah. That is a sticky one. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I have my personal views on it. I would say that, I would say two things. One, we have to define what quote-unquote secular music is. Anything that's not Christian hip-hop, no? <laughs> Well, we'd have to define what secular music is, period. Oh, secular music. Secular okay. music. Right. Secular, the word secular means worldly. Yeah. Right? And so when I ask this question, I would say, okay, well, is Louis Armstrong secular? 
right? I would say, uh, what what are we getting? What are we getting into? There's, there has to be some definitions spoken about here. There's all kinds of music made by all kinds of people who aren't Christians. That is fine. That is actually God glorifying in many ways. There's people who communicate biblical worldviews in their music who aren't even Christians. There's a song by Jesse J that came out a little while ago. It's not about the money, money, money. Right. right? It's not right. about it's. That's right. Life is not exclusively about the pursuit of money. Okay. So I can hear all kinds of biblical worldviews communicated by people who aren't Christians. So we have to get into defining what secular is. And then also the second part is there's a wisdom principle involved with this. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the way that you work. The way that I work and the way that I think about music might be very different from you. So I don't want to say anything today that would give people the liberty to go on and sin against themselves and God. Um, so... I would say this. When we're, if we're talking about a quote-unquote secular context and, and like rap, Christian rap versus non-Christian rap, I would say that that has to be left up to the the uh, the individual who's listening to the music. Um, now, I personally don't have a problem listening to people who are swearing in their songs. Not saying that other people should listen to that. I'm saying that that's what I live with every day. So I step out of my stoop and I'm hanging out with drug dealers on my block and people who use that language commonly. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me. It might seriously bother someone else or affect them or influence them, mm-hmm. but it doesn't for me. Um, and so, so I, you don't yeah, find any of that seeping into you and some things flying out of your mouth, out of your mouth as a result of listening to. Now, I that? don't I don't because because when I engage with that. Yeah. I'm engaging with it from my solidified worldview, right? So I think that there's a – it's kind of like the conversation we had earlier about going into quote-unquote secular clubs. clubs. Yeah. There has to be some wisdom principles involved sure. with it. If I'm just some people a Christian just can't handle and coming out of the club, you can't go around it. Right, right. It's just, it's just true. This is a, a Romans 12 issue, mm-hmm. right, when he talks about some people being able to eat certain food and some people not being able to yeah. eat it and you're going to offend certain people by doing it. I would say um, – there's kind of two perspectives. One is that if you listen to anything, if you're around it, it's obviously just going to end up influencing you and it's going to overtake you. Yeah. That's kind of what most circles believe. And then there's there's another camp, which is more where I err, which is uh, I would say that you can be involved, engage with a sinful culture and not be overtaken by it, to be in the world but not of it, mm. right? And so I – because I deal with hip hop directly, I see that. I hear that stuff. I peer into the culture, right? I, so you I can't be stuff. repulsed by someone who's doing that if you're looking to minister to them, right? Exactly. So I, I mean, I'll get that sometimes. I'll hear people like, "I can't believe we're at this skating rink and they're playing this music. I got to cover my ears." As and if I'll, they've and never like, heard it before. As if they've never heard it. If they're gonna melt if they hear it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a sticky issue, and I don't want to just yeah, no, I, I just get don't want to just give a one answer. Yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. I would just say I'm led in my own personal convictions to be able to hear that music and not. Most of the time, I'm listening to music, going, "Man, I can't believe you. Your worldview is that messed up." Yeah. It gives me a lot of perspective. Right, it makes me. Right. It doesn't make me go, "Wow, I really want to run around and sleep around with girls and make money my pursuit." Right. Wow, that's what I want. Now that I've heard this rapper say it. I'm more of the time looking at that music and going... It's like pity. Goodness gracious. Yeah. You have no idea how yeah. much you're missing out on. Yeah. You're missing out on the treasure of life and the life to come. Sure. So, sure. but that's because of where I am spiritually. or Understood. where I'm, You know, and it's not to say, hey, I'm better than somebody. None of that stuff. It's yeah. just saying the Lord has had me in a certain place where I'm able to engage with it and not feel like, you know, 
I'm going to lose it. You know, <laughs> no, no, that's very real. Very real. Appreciate your honesty. But please don't take what I said for young kids out there to say, Andy Minio listens to this stuff, so yeah. now I can go listen to whatever I want no. and let it influence me however I want. I don't think that that's wise. I would say especially uh, if if you've seen hip-hop music and secular music um, distort your worldview or cause mm-hmm. you to stumble and, mm-hmm. and pursuing or enjoying Jesus, stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Understood. Stay away from it. One more, Jess. All right, one more. Uh, let's go with this one, a little controversial one. Um, someone asked about what are your thoughts about Christian rappers getting tattoos and if that is a sin. Why don't you guys just throw the whole table at me? Why don't you guys just throw every controversial question on the planet? That's good. Uh, you can handle it. What do you okay. think about that? Now, I'm not going to address Christian rappers with tattoos. I'm just going to address tattoos, period. Sure. Um, so... The only the only place in scripture where we see tattoos being quote unquote tattoos being uh being wrong is in Leviticus. Mm-hmm. Leviticus eighteen or nineteen, I forgot which chapter it's in. There it says, Do not mark up your bodies like the pagans do, right? The thing the thing about that is there's two things. One is we have to understand the context which that's being spoken about. So you can't turn to the Bible and open up one passage and not read anything before it or yeah. after it or understand the historical context and right. try to make an argument for it. Right. So what God was doing at that time was separating his people, the Israelites, from the pagans, making them look differently. He wanted them to behave differently so they could be a distinct people, his own people. Mm-hmm. If you want to live by every single Levitical rule, I would also say read the rest of that chapter, which means you can't eat shrimp. Right. And you can never shave your beard, which would mean every man in this room (laughs) is living in direct sin. Yeah. Okay. And and you should repent. Understood. We are not under the law anymore Mm -hmm. because Jesus has come. He's purchased our sin on the cross. And we, we don't live under the law anymore. We're free. But. Uh, that doesn't give us liberty or license to sin. So I would say this. Tattoos tattoos have to be a personal conviction thing for you. I think tattoos in and of themselves are not sinful, but people can get them with sinful motives. Understood. Which is, I want this tattoo because it'll give me an identity. Mm. I want this tattoo because then people are going to stare at me and look at me and enjoy it, and they're going to love me, and I'm going to get attention, and... Mm. I think people can get tattoos for sinful reasons. I also think that Jesus has a tattoo because if you read Revelations nineteen sixteen, written on his thigh is King of King and Lord of Lords. <laughs> and so I would also make that argument. But <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I know you're just it's saying. A, it's, yeah. No, I get it. I get it's it. It's a tat. So, wow. Good stuff, um, man. Good stuff. That's what, I, that's what I would say addressing that. Now, I don't have any tattoos personally no. because I'm still wrestling with the issue thinking through, one, this isn't my body. No. Uh, it's not mine. Which gives me freedom to do it and not to do it, which would be, mm-hmm. it's not my body. I'm going to have a glorified body with Jesus, and what I do with it now is it's a creative piece. i got to honor God with it. Mm-hmm. My tattoos honor God. I don't, praise him. Then another part of me says I'm not married yet. My body is going to be my spouse's at some point, and I don't know if she's going to like tattoos or not. So maybe I'll see what she thinks about nice, it, you know, nice. because she's the one who has to stare at it. Sure, sure. And a lot, hopefully. It'll be good, <laughs> you know? So Praise the Lord. Praise him <laughs> under the covenant of marriage. All right. Did I make everyone uncomfortable no, yet? No, no, I love it, man. We good. love it. Are you kidding me? 
Uh, thanks a lot, Jess. Oh. I appreciate that. Yeah, you were just blowing thanks, up Jess, Twitter, I'll man. Never be invited back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh! Wow, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, you've got right next to you your manager who was nodding in acknowledgement and approval and saying that it was good stuff too. How did you guys hook up anyway, David? Um, well, uh, Andy had shared earlier um, that it was when uh, he met good friend of ours, Alex Medina. Okay. Um, they met at City College, and and Alex invited him over to a truce rehearsal, and and uh, so Andy came in, and uh, he blessed us with his talent, and it just really was an amazing um, thing to see just just what he had in him artistically, and the gift and the ability to just articulate so well through rap, uh, just. Um, just and the, the gospel, rest was history, huh? music, yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he came on board and uh, really after uh, you sat me for a year. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Did, a, did he do that? It he wasn't. Sat you Dave, Dave actually, Truce was always Truce was an <laughs> urban ministry that did theater, exactly music, performing, performing arts. arts for ministry, and Dave was always very intentional about whoever he brought on board. Didn't matter how much talent you had, if you weren't loving or serving God, he he didn't want he didn't want to give the platform to people that could abuse it. So. Uh, when I first came wisdom, in, yeah, it? there's wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and I really have always appreciated that model of ministry before music or talent. I think sometimes we just throw artists because they have so much talent on huge platforms sure. and then watch them fail yeah. morally behind the scenes because they don't have good discipleship. And so sure. yeah. he brought me in and discipled me with some other guys for about a year. I just worked the recording boards for yeah. them on tour. I also happen to know that you manage a singer here at TSC Music. She, too, has been on MWM before, saw a post on Facebook that she had just finished a single called Second Chance. Her name is Tiffany Michelle Thompson. How's that going? Oh, yeah, it's been great. Um, And I think uh, that's really special, especially in in relationship with Times Square Church. Mm -hmm. I think the church as a whole and this our community here is going to be really blessed by um, what Tiffany's doing. Uh, the The song Second Chance is just such... A powerful song, a strong message, and it's really just it's the song she did well. Um, we co-wrote another sister, Tiffany, myself, but the song really is just a testimony of of Tiffany's journey nice. and, and where God has her now. And I think that song just speaks for everybody. Those are some of the best songs, right? Yeah, the testimony songs. Yeah. I remember when you were here last, you said you were working with a singer, Sheena Lee. Sheena Lee. Still working with Sheena? Yes, I am. Okay. How's that going? Oh, great. And so we're looking to release her project, a full-length project, Mm -hmm. um, either early or late spring. Andy, he seems pretty efficient. Is he doing a good job for you? Yes. I mean, I don't know where I'd be, like, in my career as far as, like, being able to do music full-time and stuff if Dave wasn't there to give good counsel and help direct the idea that you two song. work as a partnership is awesome. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I really it's not him it. over you, or you're not telling him what to do. It's that's an awesome thing. Yeah, yeah. and 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 outside of management, we're friends. Yeah, right? you know, yeah. I mean, it's it kind of evolved out of a friendship to say, sure. "Hey, man, I've been doing this for a while. Can I help steer you in some direction?" I'm yeah. like, "Please." Mm-hmm. So, hey, Andy, you promised you was going to give us some lyrical freestyle, man. Yeah, do you guys want to throw any music on? I just want me to kick some. I don't know. We, I'm thinking like freestyle battle. You know what I'm saying? You know, like Derek Davis, no. Andy Mideo. <laughs> no. I'm, not like, Andy. I'm not battling Andy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on now. I've heard them lyrics before. Uh, no, that's why I'm not battling them. Are you kidding OG, me? OG, Young G type thing right OG, now. Young TSC G. Radio. Let's uh, go. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Well, he's going to have to go first. Okay. Okay, so did you... 
We're gonna go with just acapella. Yeah. Okay. What are you gonna be rapping crazy. about? Anything specific? Um. Well, I'm working on a new project, so I was gonna give you a sneak peek of the first verse of that. Nice. So I try that. Um. Uh, can I bust a rhyme? I'm a rapper, not your average. I come from another kind. The way I drop it, they want to go use the giant number two. See the signs of turning water to wine. Took a trip to Kenya, then I saw the Maasai. Took a trip to SA, I was chilling with lines. Think I'm lying, check my Twitter timeline. You're going to be finding it chilling around sometime November 29. My savior came. He put his hands where they eyes couldn't see with a touch. He could heal the blind. Then he coming back like a spine. I'm seeing lies. The enemy trying to sell me. I tell him I'm not buying him. And when I do... Andrew's wildin', not putting Christ in the center like Andrew Bynum, denying him, but now I'm relying on him, my mind was the kind that inspired violence, I swear I needed asylums, from New York to Milan to be styling on him, with an OG Baxter, harder than margaritos, hands wrapped in plaster, hold up, let me ask you, ask you, who you chasing after, the God that we rap about it, just a rapper, that's some whack stuff, like calling whoever you podcast, your pastor. Growing pains feel better after. Why you going through them like how long they're going to last for? But if you wasn't chastised, then I'd ask you. Are you a legitimate child of the master? You want that? I think not. TSC, hands high. Let me see you rock. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. Oh, man. I love the way you flow, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate love that. the way you flow. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. What are you looking at me like? You want me to go first? You want me to go next? Like, like he's looking like, like, what do you got? Kidding me? After that, he just that? wants to go. Uh, are you kidding me? No, no, no. Oh gosh, Dad, you're hilarious. Are you, hey, what, what, do you, what do you expect me to do now? Yeah, he's like, like, you know, don't, don't offend me. <laughs> well, that's a rap, ladies and gentlemen. I can give you, I can give you a 1990s rap, man. 1990s. Hey. Oh, see, so you, you are so wrong. You are so wrong. <laughs> Okay, speed it up. Speed it up. Speed it up a little bit. Another mad mass layoff. No goodbye payoff. Retirement is way off. For God, no day off. He's working overtime with you in his mind. Never mind the danger signs. You're going to wind up fine on time. His schedule supernatural. A day is like a thousand years. Bible factual. Believe, receive, achieve the tactical method. Through the testing to the blessing. And those who choose to use, bruise, and accuse you. Stumble and fall. All the gossip is through. Blame, shame, but Jesus will clear your name. Vindication through the blood of Jesus Christ. I won't complain. Won't sweat it, even though I may not see my next step. But just let go, let God get it. In order, loving, living off a living water. God, faith for the race in this time and space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice with it. On yeah, the yeah, yeah. You, guys, you guys are having way too much fun at my expense. Oh, God. Oh, God. That... That's that. That was so much fun. You don't are you just cut, don't cut that out now. That's going to that. be in the final take now. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, this has been a really great, blessed, informative, anointed time. Great to have you on the show, Andy. Uh, great to see another side of you. Uh, you're more than just your music, obviously, and God is using you in a magnificent. Way. you got a great friend in David Ham. I'm so glad that you guys are just doing great things for the Lord. Thanks again for being on Musical Mission. Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. 
Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we have vocalist and choir director from Hope Center Arts, Marisha Rodriguez. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission. Thank you.